I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Goner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Uncover Your Magic. Today's episode is with Andrew Genovese. I was on Instagram and one of his videos caught my attention and I couldn't stop going and learning about what, you know, his message and he's um, big on breath work, but my first image of him, like he has this long hair, he had this like robe on, you know, like a, from so, you know, back in when Jesus, you know, like back in the Bible, I was picturing him like one of the disciples or something, but, um, oh, his life story is so fascinating. And when he said yes to come on to this podcast, I was so excited because I want him to share with you the power that we, first of all, had the powerful breath in, in breath work and the healing that breath work does. And I've since having him on the show and learning about him, I have inquired or acquired like this new breath work into my life and in my morning walks and in the morning routine is it doesn't have to be that long. And I know everyone's like, oh, more adding to the to your morning routine or something more. But yeah, it's amazing. And he's just a beautiful human and soul. Let me give you a little bit about his background before I bring him on. On Andrew's journey, his journey is to heal, was to heal his own traumas. Andrew found breathwork and his purpose to bring balance and healing to the global community through various practices from around the world. He has journeyed to over 40 countries, learning various philosophies and healing methodologies along the way. Andrew is a wealth of knowledge of healing modalities, spiritual teachings, the human mind, and our current earthly affairs scientifically, spiritually, and metaphysically. He is always adding to his mastery, skills, and certifications. He spent three months living in a tribal village in the mountains of South India with his guru, Vinod Kumar, studying breath, Pantanjali yoga and Reiki, as well as ancient yogic practices and philosophy from thousands of years of knowledge passed down in his guru's lineage of Shivananda. There's so much depth to his story, and we'll get into it, but when you realize when you meet certain people and they add such a value to your life, and then you start incorporating what you've learned from them, and then you realize the benefits of what you're doing and what he's passed on to you and his soul's purpose is to like share that with everybody that he comes in contact with and who he attracts. I'm so grateful that I found him and you will be too. But um, yes, you will love him. And just before I remember beginning in the 
middle of January are my classes again. So we are going to start ramping up the raising confidence for the teens and the magic path for the adults. Don't miss it. I take a limited number. It's one-on-one. If you have questions, contact me. I will be doing some uh, free masterclasses leading up to that. So you want to sign up for those, let me know. I will put you on that wait list. And I'm also having a monthly call now on Zoom. If you want to connect with me on that, it's just like-minded people coming together, talking and sharing. And, you know, I've always had my old, my clients that I've had that have graduated from my classes, wanting groups like masterminds to talk and share because we're all like-minded and we've, you know, gone down the same magic path together. So I am starting that up. I have the link in the show notes for the the sign up, but you can also just contact me if you want to get on that those calls. The next one is I think January, the end of January. I don't know the date right now. We're trying I'm trying to finalize all that, but get get in contact with me if you want to be part of a like-minded group. I just think you can't go wrong with finding people that you know that you can share and understand and won't judge you and you know understand the same verbiage and just like-minded. So fun. Gosh, it's so fun. Lights me up and this podcast lights me up and you are going to love Andrew. So let's move on and meet Andrew Genovese. Welcome, Andrew. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Straight from my home state of Washington (laughs) in the woods. Yeah, yeah. Tell us where you are. We are in the forest, about an hour west of Seattle uh, in the Kitsap Peninsula. And yeah, after leaving Los Angeles and quite literally getting regurgitated out of Los Angeles, we are... So, yeah, just so grateful to be connected to the land and to the forest and to hear the sounds of nature every day. And yeah, we're, we're just at so much deeper peace and the vibration of just the people and the land. Yeah, it's everything. So huge, huge, huge transition for my partner and I as we embark on this entire new journey, new community. And so, yeah, it's a blessing. Huge, uh, huge transit period for us. Oh, I love it. Well, I discovered you on Instagram and lately it's one of those things. And I know we'll talk about this, but these Andrews coming into my life and another person. And I'm like, huh, all of these people are just being like dropped into my something like awareness. Right. And I'm like, I know I'm attracting it and I know whatever we're to connected in this way to we're connected from a deeper way. Like I just know that when I meet people that I'm in a, deeper connection with you than just finding finding you on Instagram and inviting you to my podcast. Way deeper. So when I go down um, Andrew's, uh, I say rabbit hole too much, but I'm going to say it again. <laughs> rabbit hole. I just am, I resonate with everything you say and I need to share you with the world. And I love to explain when people uncover their magic. And can we go a little bit on that? Because you are about the breath work and I'd love to go with that, but I really want to talk about this ascension, where we're going, what you've experienced the last two, you know, going on 2023 now. But um, let's start when you uncovered your magic during that, when you learned to breathe and 
you started healing yourself and you realized this power in the breath. And I had breath work done, gosh, 20 years ago. And I looked back at that when I was listening to you the other day going, I mean, I realized this woman, I had a day spa in uh, Carlsbad and she worked for me and she did massage and she did breath work was her specialty. But 20 years ago, like that was just kind of like for me now looking at it. Now I see it. I, I hear you reference like, like the last 10 years have been like more of a evolution of that. But yeah, I remember having that um, breath work. So I have had one session of that. But ever since you talk about the breathing through the nose and this morning listening to you on my walk, all I do is breathe. <laughs> Thanks to Andrew. So let's go with that. Andrew, tell me where you want to take us on your uncovering your magic. So much magic has been uncovered for me in my own personal journey in the last couple of years. I mean, when I, now that I have even more time to reflect on what that means being in the forest, I'm, you know, there's never a moment or a day where I'm not just blown away by how much we've transformed as a, as a planetary unit uh, in the last couple of years. And for me, my magic really began to get uncovered when uh, I left my hostel in Nicaragua, spending years and years being a, a wanderer. And every single time when I was, you know, 23, 24, 25, 27, 28, when I would see, you know, like one of my dad's friends, they wouldn't even say, they would just ask me, where are you going next? <laughs> where are you headed next? And I'd be like, oh, actually, in March, I'm going here. <laughs> actually, in January, I'm doing a six-month trip through Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, Malaysia, Philippines, Sri Lanka. So, yeah, there was many, many years where I was searching for that magic. And I didn't know that at the time. But all I knew was that I, I didn't fit into a society of, of constantly stressed and sick people that were so disconnected from life and that they weren't just here to punch a clock and sit at a desk their whole life. It just didn't resonate with me. Even at 15 years old, when I used to punch the clock, I was like, this is, this is something so off about this. <laughs> um, yes. And so I just continued to travel the world and I found my breath through losing my hostel, uh, having no money, just nothing really, no reason to, I had no connection to my purpose or why I was here. Hmm. So... Well, my life just began crumbling to pieces and it felt like, I felt like 50 foot tall dominoes were just stacking and stacking on me. And then when I lost my health, I uh, found the breath <laughs> and it just popped into my awareness. You know, I don't know if my guides or the angels, if I received it in a dream, but I started becoming more and more, I'd say, I started being driven towards wanting to help people and wanting to hold space for people when I was ending my journey in Nicaragua as a, as a business owner. And when I found the breath, the, every single day I woke up, I just couldn't believe what was happening to me and just feeling more calm, being able to decipher the really dark thoughts that I was you know, potentially dying from some rare disease with my hands starting to not function properly when I would grab a towel to dry my hair, there would just be these intense pains just shooting huh. up my arms. So it gave me such severe anxiety that I was like, okay, is this it? <laughs> am, I, am I, 
you know, I didn't know what was happening to me because it was so odd. And obviously no doctor could tell me what was going on because, you know, doctors just don't know about health. <laughs> they don't know how right. to actually help people heal. So the breath uncovered my, my true divinity. It opened up the fact that I was a galactic being in a human meat suit, uh, this multidimensional being that is eternal and boundless and has no limits. And only what we've learned in school systems and from unconscious parents and from society puts limitations on us. And so when I started really just tuning into my body, being able to say, no, that thought is telling me that I'm not enough or that I'm not powerful. We're going to give that one away. Mm. And being able to just come back into my body, which I discovered was like, wow, so many people are walking the planet not even aware that their body is, is their home. Your home is your body. And that's my mantra. Mm. I'm home in my body. I'm safe in my body. My body is my home. And so, right, telling your body when you're going through anger, anxiety, uh, sadness, grief, that you're safe, you know, you're safe in your body. Your body is your temple and that you want to cherish it and, and be kind to it all as much as you possibly can. So when I really started finding this power of the breath, it was kind of just like, wow, I need to share this with the world. People need to know that the most simple thing as changing awareness and becoming aware of the healing power that they harness in something that they're doing while they're sitting at their desk, while they're with their children, while they're preparing their food, even to literally just be aware to take three breaths. While they're in the middle of food prepping, harnesses so much power because you are sticking the key into your central nervous system and your autonomic nervous system, which is the only function that we possess power of. Can we, do we have power over our raising our blood pressure? No. Do we have power over our heart beating? No. Do we have power over manipulating, controlling our breath? Yes. All the time, all throughout the day. So being able to just come back into the present moment of this awareness of I'm alive one more day. I'm alive one more day again. And I get to feel all the sensations of being able to see, being able to observe this beautiful flower, being able to see the, the death, the leaves falling from the trees as we're in fall. Right. I come into full awareness of all those realizations with my breath into the now moment. And then when we go deeper into the breath, we realize that we can experience, we can experience God. We can experience source consciousness and angelic beings and our connections to galactic beings that we were never aware of because, right? When we breathe into a breathwork journey, a dimensional breathwork journey, which is what I've held for thousands of people all over the world, I ask myself, how can I present people and show them their true divinity, their true multidimensionality? And that's how dimensional breathwork came to me. When we dive into these deep breathwork journeys, we're opening the pineal gland where we are tapping into the depths of what we truly are. We are 
uh, on the pineal gland, right, which is the third eye, right, we're shaking these tiny little crystals on the pineal gland, these piezoelectric crystals, and activating our connection to the divine. And that's how we can have these multidimensional, really profound experiences that are quite difficult to be described in words. Right. When you talk about the the time, so you would even say like, it only takes 144 seconds of to get into or have a meditation experience. But when you're doing your breath work and you have these sessions with people, or even when they're starting off, like with me, and I know you can, you say you could do it from, for three to six months and you could get rid of 70% of your illnesses, your uh, fungus, your, <laughs> all the, if cancer, lose weight. I mean, you've said yeah. all the things like people don't understand that power and why are we just now learning about that? Why is it just now starting? Like, why are we doing that? What is the world experiencing right now that now, oh, breath work? Because, you know, you hear that a lot now. That's, I mean, I do because I'm around those kind of, I'm attracted to those kind of people like you. We have, as we know, witnessed a profound shift in awareness and consciousness on the planet. And the breath is what takes us through life. When, when a soul, when a new soul enters the planet, the first thing that happens when it takes its first breath, when he or she takes its first breath, is the soul enters the body. So when that new soul comes onto the earth and takes its first breath, that's when the soul comes into the body. And that's at least what many of the ancient civilizations thought. So, And they were tuned in to realms of consciousness that is far beyond what we know in this now moment. So. It's everything to just have that awareness, right? If we attach ourselves to, I'm feeling anger today. Okay, so I am, I'm an angry person. I don't want to express anger or sadness or grief because other people will judge me as this sad, angry, grieving person. But here's the thing, is that you're not your emotions, your body is the conduit where emotions can pass through for you to acknowledge and become aware. As you become aware and acknowledge those emotions and you say, sadness, I see you. Jealousy, I see you. Shame, I see you. But you're not mine to keep. You're not mine to hold on to anymore. That's when the energy releases. That's when the energy subsides. It's only with awareness and also breathing into the body is energy. This is energy medicine. The emotions are energy. The body is energy. It's the most organic form of medicine ever. Right. So, oh, I mean, when I've been looking at all the things that you even talk about, like the, the nutrition aspect of life and how you believe in the, you know, plant-based, the things on your website, the mushroom all these different, there was one that was the Ormus. Is that mm. how you say it? Ormus, yeah. Ormus, that water, the Asia. Yeah. Yeah. But the you is all what these... I took on my seven day fast. Yeah. Uh, the... To go here in Washington. Yeah, I saw that. So talk about the nutrition with the breath work. And then now you, like how you, we definitely need to get into the animal eating, you know, how you look at eating meat mm. and where you see the world going. Um, into, you know, all the, there's going to, you think there's going to be Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and Ralph's and, you know, like those aren't going to exist anymore. I, I just love, so please share that with, um, with everyone. 
Right. So going back to the body, right. Um, I became so fascinated with, with how much I was shifting through when my life started falling apart, I was just drawn away from putting any animals products in my body. I, I became aware that it was, it's a low vibration. <laughs> it's right. a, a low frequency. And so I only started being drawn to just plants, juices, organic fruits, vegetables, um, putting all the superfoods, understanding a, a deeper understanding of chaga, reishi, turkey tail, lion's mane, all these amazing mushrooms that the earth has for us to, to heal cancers, to reduce inflammation, to increase cognitive function, to access both hemispheres of our brain. I mean, gosh, the most powerful form of medicine for depression is psilocybin mushrooms and it's been made illegal. Are you kidding me? (laughs) If my mom, my own mother, who's literally dealt with depression for 35 years, she's been on antidepressants for nearly three decades. If she actually listened to me and was willing to take microdoses of psilocybin mushrooms with that 0.025 of psilocybin in one year, she'd be an entirely different person. Wow. But the programming goes so deep that most people, especially of that age bracket, are not willing to see beyond the Western medicine scope, right? There is just so many tools out there for us. ASEA. ASEA is literally the most, <laughs> it is the most profound breakthrough in health science that we're going to see in our lifetime because hmm. it's redox molecules. Redox molecules is reductant oxidant. Without redox molecules, life would cease to exist within 30 seconds. And somehow, after 30 years of research, scientists finally said, this is impossible. It can't be done. We can't get redox molecules into a bottle or into a dropper form. It's not possible. And somehow, these galactic alien scientists of ASEA figured out how to do it. And they're getting it to someone in hospice who's literally barely able to remember their name with severe dementia, and they are getting told to go back home two and a half months later because they're so healthy. Oh, I love that. Amazing. I mean, just profound. Wow. For someone to not even know their name and then to literally be like, hey, Tommy, how's my grandson? Come over. Let's play basketball in the driveway. Like those stories are of the thousands of people who are finding a SIA. Huh. So when you talk about the ASEA, it looks like a water bottle, like a blue water bottle. You drink it, but are you drinking the whole bottle? So when I was, when I did my seven day fast up here in the Pacific Northwest uh, at Mount Rainier three weeks ago, I was guided by my guys to bring a bottle per day. So I drank seven bottles. So in that time, I was, (laughs) my world was on fire. Because I had prana, I had universal life force flowing through my body, detoxing, cleansing, creating an immense amount of cellular regeneration. So a lot of people say, and I, and I know this, that the ASEA is liquid consciousness. It's, it's liquid light. And I, and I actually felt it when I was up on that mountain because I was up there for seven whole days. I thought I was going to be crawling on the ground, dying of starvation. And I actually never got I never got hungry until night five. 
night mm-hmm. six and night seven. Hmm. And it was only mild hunger. So what that showed me was, wow, the ASEA is so, it, it made me alive. It made every cell in my body communicate and healing on a mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual level. So to answer your, your question, for someone who's taking ASEA, they would take a much smaller dose. But for people who are basically being told by a doctor that they're dying from this disease, they have six months to live, they have a year to live, generally they'll drink anywhere from a half a bottle to a bottle a day. So for someone like me, who's extremely healthy and connected to their body and makes their best effort to put only good foods in their body, it tapped me into, I've never felt more quantum in my life than I felt on that mountain doing breath work every day and alchemizing my emotions and drinking the ASEA. It just gave me a whole new understanding that the world needs to know about this product. Right. And when you're doing breath work on your fast and your seven day, are you doing breath work throughout your day? How does that look? Yeah. So day, when I was up there, day four, day five, and day six, I really started to purge a lot of emotions. I started to feel like, oh my gosh, like just lots of tension in my chest. Because when, when you're fasting, right? When you're alone on a mountain at 8,000 feet elevation, do you have any distractions? No. Right. <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> it's just you the land, the nature, the, the, the sounds, the animals, and your breath. So every moment was a continuous of just coming back to that now moment, feeling into my body, observing the self-doubt, observing the lack, observing the self-judgment without judgment. And just when I started feeling tension in my gut or my hips or my body, I would go into an hour-long breathwork journey of just moving like a warrior up on this mountain and just moving the energy, transmuting it. As I'd feel anxiety, I'd say, anxiety, I feel you. I thank you. I love you. I let you go. I release you. And then I'd move on to the next emotion. And there was seven days of that. Um, day four, day five, day six, and day seven, I did breath work three times a day. And the afternoon session was like a proper hour, hour and a half of like real depth. I remember day five, I let out a lion roar on that mountain that probably could have been heard from a dozen mountain ranges over. It was so loud. Just this fierce, like it was like a soul reclamation of, of who I was. Those two yells were just like, Oh my God, I can't even describe a words like the power that came out of me. It was of like reclaiming our planet. It was like putting my, my stake in the ground. It was like reclaiming the planet for every galactic cosmic being on the planet. It was like transmuting anger. It was, it, it was everything. <laughs> Before you go on that, do you have an intention? Like you had, had you been planning it? Like what would make you go on this seven day journey by yourself? Yeah, it was just pure guidance from the divine, you know. And in August, I started receiving messages that I was being guided to go out to the wilderness. So I said, okay, what does that mean? How long? Where am I going? Am I going to a mountain range? Am I going to a pasture? Am I, am I doing it in Washington? So that was in August. Fast forward to September, and we started getting to the end of September, and I kind of started feeling a bit disheartened because I was like, oh no, like how do I not have time to do this journey? Because now it's going to be getting cold. I'm not going to be able to do it. 
Right. And then poof, <laughs> out of nowhere, this one week opened up in mid-October in Washington with perfect weather. I looked at the weather up there and it was sunny every day for an entire week. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not speaking at any online events. I'm not hosting any ceremonies. Like I, for that one week, like I had, I was booked for, it was, it was unbelievable. Wow. Like I could not believe I had this just one week to just give, give myself. And so there it was, I was heading out into the wilderness and my intention going into it, number one was just, okay, Andrew, you're going out into the mountains, just giving yourself permission to uncover any heaviness, darkness, shadow, programming, and just full radical permission to just feel every single emotion wholeheartedly with your full presence and your full awareness. That was the main intention. And to just, and, you know, as a, as one of the many leaders of the new earth, I'm a thousand percent aware of the power it has when one of us do, right. does work like that. Right. You know, and you, that level of transmutation. Right. So I knew it was far grander than, than just me. Right. The, when you talk about you as being one of the, the leaders, you talk about 144,000 people have been, they're either the star seeds that have been placed on this earth, demographically even placed in perfect places to help ascend these, what, from ascend these humans to this 5D new world. You'd call it the Garden of Eden, Age of Aquarius. Explain that because you are one of those people. You know that through your knowing, you know that because of what resonates with you and where you're drawn to, what you're called to. Yeah. You know, it's funny when some people will ask a question like, how do I know if I'm, how do I know if I'm a starseed? How do I know if I have starseed or galactic DNA? And I just respond, that's not something I can tell you. It's a knowing within, you know, you just know. Right. And when we came to this time thousands of years ago, God, source creator, began planning. And God said, I'm going to find 144,000 of the most powerful, magical, trustworthy, angelic, galactic souls to come to earth to transform this planet into a new existence, into the 5D earth. Leaving the dark ages, we needed a badass team. Right. A really badass team. So... Source hand-selected the most trustworthy beings from all over the galaxies that carry different skills of medicine, of meditation, of knowledge of the earth, of knowledge of water, of knowledge of growing food, beautiful angelic musicians, right? It came in the form of many different types of lightworkers. And there's not just 144,000, there's actually more souls that are angelic than just that. I believe of the 144,000, there's actually maybe a couple more thousand than that, but there's millions of star seeds on earth. And the star seeds are the ones that carry the codes to usher in this new fifth dimensional earth. Right. 
because the genetic blueprint, our cosmic blueprint of our DNA, the golden age is not outside of us. It's, right. it's literally in this body. Right. We unlock it within our body through becoming more love, through becoming more aware, through realizing that there's no separation between you and I. Right. No separation between the deer that I'm looking at right now sitting in my backyard. Right. There's no right. separation between that blade of grass, between that deciduous tree. There's no separation between the creek that's running 30 feet behind my house. We need each other to coexist. And so when I, for example, buy a plastic bottle and I throw it out my window and it goes out onto the earth, that's a form of self-hatred. Because the earth is a part of you. You are the earth. Right. You are the nature. So, right, that's the disconnect that billions of souls are carrying within them as we walk the planet right now. And so everything is a game of energy. This uh, time, you know, this spiritual war, it's a game of frequencies. It's a game of energies. And so those who are going to move on to this golden age, this new earth, you must raise your vibration. You must raise your frequency and realize that there is no disconnection to all living beings, to all sentient beings. But you are living that to me. I see you as living in the golden. I mean, you live that way in, right now. Yeah, absolutely. Because you don't need to, we're not going somewhere. We're not going to like ascend to this new, <laughs> new earth. we're living there now. It's just a matter of our energy and our vibration and where we vibrate, what we eat, what we do with our body, how we live our life. If we live with love, we're coming from, we get rid of our limiting beliefs and we start to, you know, come and vibrate that higher level, right? To get into that garden of Eden. Where do, I mean, like we're all like going there, but there's people that are still living that 3D that will still live in fear. That will still, like I was listening to a podcast that you're on, it was it the 2020, it was like wearing masks and, you know, like, you know, like having to go through this virus to almost three years ago for people to wake up and to see this, we had to shift somehow, but you were talking about the, you know, the Mayan calendar, how it was off eight years and how finally at 2020, the virus had to come in to now start this process. But that's what I'm trying to understand is I feel like when I'm listening to you, you're already doing that. You're already there. We must embody the new earth within our being. Earth doesn't create itself. Our star family is not going to come down from the cosmos and go, here you go, family. (laughs) We we did it for you. That's, That's not how this works. Right. We are in physical form to do the work ourselves. So that's where you feel, this is where I see a lot of the medical community, a lot of the truth community being like, yeah, this guy's going to save us. Trump's going to save us. This uh, prime minister, they have the answers. No, no, they don't. We have the answers because we are the ones that create the new earth. We literally have to build the boat. If you just, right. that makes sense. Yeah. We have to build the boat to go to the other side of the ocean to cross that land. That's where the new earth is. We're building it. We don't get there through walking across the ocean. And in this lifetime, we will rock across the ocean. I promise you that. <laughs> we will have <laughs> spiritual abilities. 
Okay. That are beyond the mind. Right. Well, yeah, you talk about telepathy. I mean, I've heard that from people I've interviewed, the psychic time travel. I mean, right now you can astral travel, go in your dreams, right? Like that, it'll just be the way of life that we'll be living. But there'll still be people living down in the, with the masks on and fearing the coronavirus and that worried about the political, right? So by the time that we reach what you just pointed to of us being in our full quantumness, our full multidimensionality, that will not exist. Okay. Because the vibration on earth, mother earth's kundalini. Right. The frequency of earth will be so high. If you're not emanating that frequency of love and connectivity, you, you would literally implode. Okay. Your body would not be able to sustain at that density, if that makes sense. Right. So the kids that are coming in now, they're at a higher vibration. Oh. All the babies. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So they're already, they're already on, they're way above where we're trying to get to. We're catching up to them. Okay. So we're having to transmute all this density from the old earth. Uh, many of us galactic cosmic beings signed many soul contracts to actually transform wounds and trauma and programming that's not ours. It's of the collective. Perfect example of this. In... 2020, I had a really profound psilocybin journey. And I, I'm very, very passionate about psilocybin. It's yes. transformed my life. And Michelle and I hold psilocybin ceremonies. And it's just such a beautiful, profound medicine. In the psilocybin journey, I had anxiety started coming into me. And it started growing and growing and growing and growing turning into rage and anger that I, I literally thought I was going to like just die. <laughs> I literally thought I was going to explode. I mean, it was, it was so uncomfortable. I can't even describe the discomfort that I was, that I was in in that moment. Wow. And then shortly after, I felt the anger and the rage of millions of parents all over the world who had their their sons and their daughters injured from vaccines. Wow. And I felt rage that was indescribable. And I, I'm having like full body chills and I'm just, as I'm just speaking about it. Hmm. And I grabbed and I grabbed the pillow next to me and I yelled into that pillow for like two minutes straight, just releasing all that anger for millions of parents all over the world. Wow. And when I finally moved through the anger, I was just like, my shoulders and my hands just dropped beside me. And I just took a deep breath and I was just like, holy shit. Those are the kind of soul contracts that many of us are taking on to release for the planet. And that was one of just one of them that I experienced over the last couple of years. Huh, interesting. That's a perfect example of just how connected we are. Right. right? We are connected in a way that we can't, a bird literally just flew in my room. <laughs> oh my gosh, hilarious. Who is that bird? <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Uh, some spirit, some spirit guy <laughs> saying hello. Oh gosh. And so if it flew into mine, we'd have to shut off this. Peter, <laughs> I would not feel be right. Um, I mean, that right there, what what I just experienced, what just happened in this conversation is, is just a, a message that there's magic around us all the time. Yes, I love that. And we're coming. Tears. 
so much magic in this lifetime. It's just unfathomable. You know, uh, and to answer your question that you asked about 20 minutes ago, right? If we're talking about what we put in our body, if we're talking about consumption of food, of herbs, or of animals, right now there's many doctors and people who have large followings who are promoting eating a quote-unquote ancestral diet, eating animals. These people are promoting an ancestral diet that ties to the dark ages. Right. Your DNA does not want to eat the body of a soul. Right. Oh, <laughs> believe me, I'm... <laughs> yes. It's, it's, um, and, when I, when, and when I word it like that, people go like this. They're floored because what I'm saying resonates. Right. And, they, and they're deeply triggered by it. Eating a chicken, eating a cow, eating a pig, inside that body is a multidimensional being just like you and me. The lion, the giraffe, the dog, we're all multidimensional beings coming into different physical form. So if you're killing a deer, slitting its throat, gutting it, and then eating that flesh, you're consuming death. You're consuming a low vibration. It's right. part of the old earth consciousness. And this is such a fun topic to talk about because I know some very magical brothers and sisters who consume me. And when I present this information to them, they're dead silent. <laughs> they're dead silent. I Why? bet. Because they know what I'm saying is true. True, right. As our body crystallizes and we move from a carbon-based body to a crystalline body, a light body, right. your body wants things that are what? Light. Right. What grows the tomato? What grows the cucumber? What grows the apricot? What grows the apple? Sun, light, water. That's what our DNA craves. That's what our DNA wants. And there's nothing more than our DNA wants than a SIA because it's literally switching on gene expressions. It activates our DNA and our cosmic blueprint, which is why ASEA is the biggest threat to big pharma on this planet, because it activates who we are, switches right. on DNA. You know, but that kind of stuff, if you, the other things that are on your website, but I, I had heard you talk about ASEA, so I looked it up on Amazon. I mean, you can buy it on Amazon. It is a shame that it's on Amazon because people buy it from ASEA and rather right. than promoting it and being really passionate about it like I am, people will be a wholesaler on Amazon. Oh, but my thing is, it's not even about that. It's more of, you know, big pharma. You know, there was another thing on there that was saying how some, a man years ago was, came up with the, I think it was the Ormus and he disappeared because he was right. healing all these people and no one knows where he went. And this other guy came and kind of tried to replicate that. But when you talk about that's what I mean about the, because I know it's, I mean, Amazon, but it's just, it's out there. Like I could find it. Yeah. They're not, no one's catching on yet. Or is that why? <laughs> well, <laughs> Big Pharma caught on. They tried to buy ASEA years ago. Okay. They went to ASEA and said, we're going to buy this company. The owners of ASEA said, absolutely not. This product is way too special and humanity deserves to know about it and have it. So they declined it. They, they declined tens of millions of dollars so they could stand by their morals and stand by their truth and get it out to humanity. So ASEA has been cyber attacked 
by big pharma and the medical industry, possibly more than any company in the world, because yeah, the product they have, it's a literal doctor in a bottle. And it has cosmic galactic intelligence. It's technology from our future selves. That's what ASEA is. Wow. Oh my gosh. I'm getting some. I'm calling you. I'm getting that. I'm starting that in my... The whole world needs to know about it. I I can't wait to see what what leaders get behind it as well. Because it's... um, What I love about it is, let's take like a med bed, for example. Right? Someone who lives in the mountains in France is not going to have access to a med bed. Right. But someone who lives in the mountains of France or in, in Denmark can order a SIA. And if their uncle literally is dying from stage four testicular cancer, they can literally heal in their home doing nothing but literally drinking a half a bottle to a bottle of a SIA a day. And that's not to say I'm not making any medical claims of what it's going to do. Right. But only God has their hands on that. Right. Only God has their hands on that. But there are thousands and thousands of stories that are just mind-blowing of, huh. a, of a mom with three, three children and two of them were severely autistic, barely able to function. And they drank a seer for like three months. And then they were like playing sports. They had oh. friends. They're inviting people over to spend the night when the mom, and the mom is just crying every day because she's so happy because she's never oh, seen happy in her wow, life. love that. When you talk about the DNA and the two, we're at two something and then we're going to go to 12. And then you talk about the light body, how our bodies are so are going to be so different. Like you were just talking about that a minute ago, but talk about the DNA and how it's, how are we getting from two, the helix? Is it the helix? So we came to Earth with two helixes. Okay, there we right? go. So that's, that's like the matrix human. Okay. Have two helixes, right? That's, that's no spiritual abilities. That's no awareness of the quantum. That's no perception that you're a multidimensional being. You're a spiritual being having a temporary human experience. So as three strands, four strands, five, six, seven... That's just continuing to awaken to our true cosmic origin, our true cosmic blueprint of saying something like levitation, astral travel, and saying, and not having any, whoa, that's out there. That's weird. No, that's what we are. That's right. who we are. It's not normal or abnormal. It's, it's part of our every moment existence. So that's what's going to start to happen as every single week and month goes by as we continue to become into a lighter body and that DNA is going from a two. So right now, I don't know how many helixes, maybe for me, maybe I, I have seven. just going to ask you that. Okay. Maybe how do I you know? Helixes. How, how would you know? <laughs> That's a great question. I wish I had the answer to. I mean, I, I think it's possible that maybe some of the very powerful magical galactic beings receive that information. But I don't think many would receive that information because I don't feel it's of much relevance. That like, oh, I need to know how many DNA strands I have activated. I need to right. know the Like, it's not really important. What's more important is that we continue to go into our shadow and every day channel our energy into how do I give my gifts? How do I serve humanity? How do I show up as my best, most authentic self? And how do I undo the programs to become more loving? Those are the questions that we need to be asking. Right. 
And so when you see the lighter body, those are people that are, they're living now on this planet in a 12, 12 helix, have 12 helixes in their DNA. <laughs> there, there are definitely plenty of humans that have activated 12 helixes in their DNA. There are, and, of the 144,000, there's, I, I don't want to say a number, but there could be thousands, 2,000, 5,000, who knows, that have activated those 12 DNA strands and beyond. Because, yeah, many of the souls on earth are, are, have been here. I mean, we've been here since the beginning of time. Our souls have been here throughout the universe since the beginning of time. Right. And so, yeah, with that, and I want to say this for everyone that will catch this conversation. It's not to say that a star seed or the 144,000 are better than any, any other soul. There is right. no good or, or worse. There's no right. better. It just is. Right. They're just souls on different journeys. That's all. Right. We're just fulfilling different roles in this beautiful ancient prophecy. Right. When you do, I'm sure you've done past lives, past life regressions, or when you're on psilocybin and you see who you were in past lives, do you see yourself and who you are and who you're, like what your purpose is? I see myself in this lifetime as a, as a bridge. That's probably like the number one thing that's really come into my awareness in these last two and a half years. I'm kind of a, you could say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. My, my dad was the same way. He kind of just fit in everywhere he went and he was a real true chameleon. And I'm kind of the same way. I'm really able to to just really resonate with a, a lot of different people, I, I feel. And so, yeah, I think my message carries far because I think people feel my genuinity and my passion for for yeah, just existing on earth and being able to serve humanity and being able to help guide others alongside many other very magical beings. And yeah, I just feel, I just feel really grateful to remember who I am once again. And I have yet to have direct visions of me when I was in Lyra or me when I was in Sirius or past lifetimes when I was in healing tribes as a blue avian. You know, I have yet to have direct visions of that, but very magical starseed soul brothers and sisters of mine are continuing to share that information with me um, because those abilities for me haven't been fully developed yet. Because I think with my work and what I'm doing and holding space for many, they don't want me to have those abilities just yet because I am out in the public a lot, I would say. Mm -hmm. So yeah, everything happens in divine timing, you know? Everything happens in the perfect timing. We think like, oh, I really want my, I really want my 12 DNA strands to be online. I want, <laughs> I want levitation, but it's not, it's not the time yet. Right. They're right. developing in perfect timing as we continue to shed everything that is not love and everything that is not in resonance with the golden age. People who are living in fear and anger and separation those people either have to evolve or they're going to continue their journey elsewhere on another planet. That's not to feel bad for them because that is judgment. Right. We want to view it from a lens of empathy and compassion. Like I talk about so often viewing these souls as I'm not here to interject on your journey. I'm just sending you love and whatever your journey may be, it will be. And right. that's it. So important, especially when I raise my children and they're 13 and 16. And, you know, with teenagers, you're 
you know, looking at other people and, you know, that hasn't that muscle, you know, I want that to be as a mom teaching, you know, to understand that judgment, you know, I always say it's a mirror. There's something in that and that's in you, like, you know, let's stop, you know, the judgment is so crucial to this evolution or this new earth. And I want it to start with these kids. And I know that their vibration is so much higher than we really even know. And I feel like, you know, the the world that they are living in now, especially my kids and, you know, having their teenage years through this last two years, you know, it's like, it's so suppressed, you know, their energies are like, I feel like it's compounded down and they're trying to be like everyone in the social media. And, you know, you know, everyone's trying to be this norm and it's just gets to be as a mom who I see the bigger picture. And I try to encourage them like the judgment the, you know, looking around it, it's just look with love and raise your vibration at school that it doesn't matter. You know, they're all living their own path and their own journey and their own lessons and their own evolution of their soul. But gosh, as a mom, Andrew, I tell you what, that adds another layer because, you know, I just am so intentional with those girls. And all this stuff. I mean, we talk about my interviews. Like we'll talk when I pick them up from school in a half an hour. And they'll, we'll talk about what you and I talked about. And I I love that because I feel that even if they get a like a 5% of what I share with them, you know, I just feel like it's a little bit, we're moving in the right direction. And if that, like understanding the mirror and the triggers and the the limiting beliefs that these children you know, have been programmed in this time. Oh, I just, just be free of that and to live without that and start your life when you move out of your, you know, on with in your twenties and live that life there starting at in your, can you imagine? Like I look back at my twenties and think, gosh, if I could live with that free, you know, that free, that free feeling, I don't know. What a way of living than waiting till I'm 50. <laughs> I know there's everything's perfect and it's not about age and I'm not, I'm just saying as a mom, I just would, that's my, I'm so intentional with that. Yeah. But I want you to share what, like with your dad and your parents, like, cause you talk about, well, the last two years you were doing breath work for 10. You've been doing breath work for 10 years. I've been doing breath work for billions of years. And that's okay, like well, yes. doing breath work since 2018. So oh, for okay. oh, okay. But it feels, <laughs> when I my soul and my spirit awakened, information about breath it was just coming into me nonstop that I, that I didn't learn in a book. Right. It was in me. It was in my DNA. It's wisdom that I've carried since being throughout the universe for, I mean, yeah, billions and billions of years. So my awakening was like, I, I know some very magical beings who had their awakening like in 2004 or right. like 1998. Like mine was like a freight train. It was so fast. The amount of wisdom that I accrued and being awake for one year, it was crazy. I mean, it, it was so immense. The amount of, I could not even be recognized by the thousands of people I met in 45 countries that I backpacked all over the world. They didn't even know who I was. Huh. It was unrecognizable. But doing what? Your breath work and what? Your psilocybin? Are you talking about when I was traveling the world? 
Well, when you said that you looked, yeah, well, in, in a year's time, you were downloading all this breathwork information. Mm. You weren't reading books. It was just coming no, to no, you. No. So I was reading lots of books. I was reading tons of books about healing, about energy, about understanding trauma and emotions and the, our true spiritual nature. And I was just in it. But I was also spending, I mean, I was spending hundreds and hundreds of hours in meditation and, and in breath. And I was playing with my breath so much that I was just coming to so many of my own revelations about just what the breath was and what it meant and how I was going to share it in my own, in my own experience of doing it for thousands of hours to this point. Right. So when I woke up, it was just, I was so deep in it. I was so deep in my journey and, and uh, the curiosity was just vast. I was just opening up to the universe in a way. And I didn't have a partner. I didn't have children. So I had so much space to just go within. Like every day, I would spend like hours just in silence, listening to music, doing different types of breath work, moving my body, yoga. Yeah. And then I was guided to India in three months of isolation with with Guruji and understanding and learning about breathwork mastery and yogic philosophy. And that's where it really all began for me leading okay. up to the pandemic and everything like that. South India is where all my work really started. And that, that woman is one of your biggest, and she passed away, right? Yeah. Dr. Amla passed away this year in April. It's tough for me. I was, it was, I never loved someone who I spent so little time around. She was so, so special. Probably the most special human I've ever, I've ever encountered. Hmm. She was just, when I was with her, it was like I stepped into like another dimension of consciousness. It was like I astral traveled into like the world, the planet of love. She was just so special, the frequency that she emanated. And knowing that, you know, she was my soul sister. We've known each other for so many lifetimes being, you know, angelic souls. And that my uniting with her and Guruji is, goes back so, so far. So she ignited so much of my soul remembrance and my DNA. And in the three conversations we had talking about starseeds, she just blew, she just blew my mind with all the wisdom that she had, this hundred year old woman. Hmm. It's just, uh, it was just extraordinary. When I was sitting in front of her, I just, it was just like the gratitude to be sitting in front of this woman who was visited by prime ministers all over the world. Wow. Because she was India's first female researcher. She was one of India's first female doctors. She was, to say extraordinary was like, like she was like Muhammad Ali. She was a legend. (laughs) Right. And so to sit in front of her and, and talk about, Guruji, you know, when we'd be studying together, she'd be like, when are you coming over next? Ma really wants to see you again. She Uh loves talking to you. And when we sat in front of each other, it was just like a return home. It was just, it was just so beautiful. It was, it was special beyond anything I can articulate in words. Wow. I love that. I'm so glad you shared that because I did hear that and I, I could tell it was meant so much, but I think that it started you to really open up and she really got, she really hit those places in your heart that you probably never even had felt before. That's kind of what I got from that. Yeah, Guruji and Dr. Amla triggered the full awareness of our galactic nature and my galactic nature. 
taught me just so much about the multidimensional angelic souls and star seeds coming from all over the cosmos to Earth during this time. And they, they just brought a whole new level of awareness of the universe that I didn't have before that journey. So, and then when I got back, I mean, to integrate that experience and coming back to civilization, I was just like, how do I do this? Right. Oh, I bet. I can and, only imagine. And I just had so much to share with the world. And when I got back from India, I had like, you know, I had like a thousand people following my page and then it just grew every month because I was just speaking and people, slowly people started finding me and it was 3,000, then it was 5,000, then it was 8,000 and all of a sudden it was nine and then it was wow. 11 and it was 16,000 and it just kept growing and growing and growing with me speaking my my truth and just, you know, even though I knew people were going to be like, people who I used to know were going to be like, what the hell is he talking about? Right. <laughs> I, there was going to be people that were like, whoa, like I'm, this resonates or I'm like, I want to know more. So, right. Yeah, no, just kept growing and growing and growing over the last couple of years. And it's been some journey. I bet. Oh, I love it. Thank you for this hour. It goes by so fast. But when people on your website, you can you do breath work, you offer sessions, you have things that you you have online events, you're getting ready to do something I was listening to. And yeah, so I'm about to release the Emotion Codes course I just uh, filmed. is going to be on my website next week. Oh, it's, good. it's really just an amazing course to move through emotions, have a deeper understanding of becoming an alchemist, and just getting a deeper connection to your body, breathwork practices. So highly, highly recommend anyone who's looking to transmute and transform Emotion Codes. It's okay. going to be up on my course in a week from now. And then I'm going to be building two courses, one that's going to be an intro to breath and then one that's going to be a breath mastery that's going to be very, very, very extensive. And those are going to be up on my site in the next two months. Oh, good. And then, yeah, for for people who are drawn to ASEA and were called to it, you're going to find ASEA right on the front of my website and then all the other products I love that I'm really passionate about are and the companies who I love who are just doing amazing things there on my site as well. And I'll be hosting dimensional breathwork journey in about a week and a half from now, which I rarely do. So I'm going to be announcing that in the coming days. Okay. And we can find that. Will that be on your website? Yeah, it'll be on my website. You can subscribe to andrewgenevieshealing.com and that single session will be a two-hour journey. And yeah, I don't offer the single sessions very often. So amazing okay. opportunity to really like dive deep into your full multidimensionality and experience the breath in a way that probably many of you have never experienced. Right. And that will be on Zoom so we can do that online. Exactly. Okay. Amazing. What we can do that on Zoom, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> we don't have to, yes. We don't have to go to the, the forest in Washington. Yeah, there we thank technology and Instagram and Facebook for uniting us and tying us together. Right. Oh, it's been so fun to meet you. Thank you for this time. I know you were led to me and it's been just, I mean, just the beginning. And I know there's more and I really feel that inside my heart. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Ashley. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, 
please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, always look for the magic.